0: This is the absurd journey
1: of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast.
0: All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast, episode number three. I am Rachel Hunka joined by my co-hosts James Thomas Talbert and Corey Hunka, And today we want to tackle a topic that has been completely unavoidable if you are here in 2020. If you are a person in 2020, this has been unavoidable. And what we want to talk about today is isolation. Now, we wrote down topics that we wanted to talk about on this podcast Far before twenty, if I'm being all the way honest, we we dreamt of this in 2018, and are just now doing it in 2020. Um, but listen, this topic is relevant always. It's relevant when there's not a global pandemic, and it sure as heck is relevant now. And so, as we're looking at isolation today, there's a few different ways to discuss this. Um, there's this force isolation and quarantine that most of us are living in right now in 2020, but then there's the isolation that we accidentally put ourselves in. And there's also isolation that we intentionally put ourselves in when we're just trying to hide from the world and, and even from ourselves. Um, And so, so let's, let's dive into this. Let's talk about isolation. Um, Let's, let's start um, with the glaring isolation of 2020 um, as as introverts or extroverts, um, how has being in forced isolation, um, stuck in your home, stay-at-home order Ohio, all of those things, how has that affected you as a person in your leadership, whatever way you want to talk about it, how has that affected you this year?
1: You know, as an extrovert, isolation has been Extra horrible. (laughs) Like, I just won't lie. It's been extra terrible. Um, The reality is, like, in in forced isolation for me, like, when I'm around people, I'm able to, like, come to better conclusions about our relationships and about the world. Yep. But in isolation, like, I feel like the enemy's really been at my head Mm -hmm. and, like, painting pictures that don't exist. And then when I get around people, like, isolation for me is almost like a text message conversation. Mm. Like, you don't really know, like, the intention of the words that are coming through the text message. Mm. So you're creating, like, worlds in your head. And, like, in isolation, I'm just creating worlds in my head. Like, not being able to gather, like, in celebration at church the way we normally did. It's like, man, like, are people watching? They're not commenting. Like, It causes me to like Mm -hmm. try to build like people's engagement, like off of like arbitrary things like Mm -hmm. views Mm -hmm. on social media or like how many people are watching a digital liturgy. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah. So it's extra horrible that way. And I've learned that like, yeah. So in the NBA, like there's two sides to like an isolation play if you call an Mm ISO. Like if you're an offensive player and you know you can score, you want an ISO right you're calling for iso Mm -hmm. but if you're a defensive player and like the iso is called and you're trying to defend a great score like you're afraid and you're like begging for someone to come help you you're begging for someone to rotate because essentially
2: what isolation in basketball means is like everybody get out of the way let the person who's got the ball go to the bucket and score or score however they're going to score everybody else get out of the way and if you're the defender you're one on one with with whoever that is which if it's you know lebron well, well lord be with you
1: and bro i feel like covid is like covid is kobe in isolation man like i like i'm trying to defend like greatest <laughs> scorer ever and covid is giving me buckets and it's like i'm in a forced isolation i can't oh. call for help yep when like my Christianity depends on like someone rotating over and helping. And yeah, as an extrovert, it just feels like, yeah, I'm getting yeah, I'm getting buckets on my head right now.
2: Yeah, I feel you. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. As an extrovert, I if I gotta do if I gotta do one more Zoom call, oh. you know, <laughs> um oh my gosh. Like when when the screen became the substitute for personal interaction. I think on top of on top of being an extrovert, I'm also um the way that I receive information is also like through, through intuition as opposed to like, you know, like the, the five senses. Right. So, so also for me, like how I gauge things, like you were saying is a vibe, right? It's a vibe. Like I I'm feeling the room or like when you say something, I'm not taking what you say at face value because I'm also like, I'm also like trying to like catch the vibe of how you said it. Right. All of which gets lost in a text message. Right. (laughs) Like man, like you think I'm harsh in person, you should see my text messages, right? Like that's that that's the difficulty of of what of what isolation has has been is um, you know, I I for me, like I thrive off of being around people, right? So, point of clarity, right? Extrovert actually me, it's just it's just where extrovert as opposed to introvert is just where you get your energy right? Do you get your energy by being around people? Like, is that, is that what energizes you? Or do you get your energy by being away from people? Right. It's not necessarily how social you are. So for me, I'm, I'm both, I'm, I'm both very social. And also I uh, get my energy from being around people, right? Like I've been dead all day, but now that I'm around you guys, I'm like, man, let's kick it. You know, let's do this. Um, so not being able to be around people, I feel like my energy level has a cap, you know, like, I feel like I can only like get so charged or so excited when ultimately, like, how can I be that excited to, to get up and yeah, we're going to get this zoom call in today. Like, here we go. (laughs) Like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a virtual thumbs up. Like, here we go. No one
0: ever, (laughs) man, get the heck out of here. So, um, being the lone introvert in the room, uh, I was thriving in March and in April Really, I, I was doing well. Um, I specifically remember the the day, the the like the moment when Governor Dewine issued the stay at home order, and then the next morning we got up. Corey looks at his calendar and goes, "My whole day is canceled." And I was like, you got the wrong attitude. My whole day is canceled. (laughs) That's terrible. Like, we had completely different interactions. (laughs) Like, I I was so I was like, oh my gosh. I get to stay home. I was, I was living. It was it was great. I wrote a whole book on quarantine, and I'm not even joking because I just got to sit there, be with my thoughts and my kids, and I had no demands, and it was great. But the problem came when we had to start doing things again, and I remember one specific evening when there was people coming over to our house. I forget what it was for. It might have been for, I, you know, I genuinely don't remember what it was for, and I was like, ah, I just don't, I don't want to do this. And Corey looked at me and was like, we haven't done anything for two months. What do you mean you don't want to do this? When did you become that introverted? And there is, there's there's a, um, a dangerous line where introverts become completely isolated because we like to be alone, and we forget that you actually need people as well.
1: There's an organization called Giant and Giant is a leadership organization, and they teach about this idea called weapon systems. And with weapon systems, right, everyone has a particular wiring, and every wiring has a weapon system, a way that it responds out of strife or out of hardship. I feel like as an extrovert, like my weapon system is like, I wanna surround myself with as many people and be in as many relationships as I can be in so that I don't have to be alone with myself. Mm-hmm. Earn a meaningful relationship mm-hmm. with myself. It certainly
2: is a dark side, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I have like, yeah, I have no idea what it means, and I feel like COVID has really caused, yeah, it's caused me to like, yeah, be in a relationship like with with my current self, which is yeah, I'm just scary in a lot of senses.
0: Yeah. So. Speaking of these, um, you know, the weapon systems, the personality profiles, all there, there's a there's hundred different things. There's, you know, there's Myers-Briggs, there's Enneagram, there's Giant, all of them have their value. One of the things that I feel like I hear a lot is people talking about how they flipped. So right. somebody saying, I always was an extrovert, but now I think I'm an introvert um, or vice versa. Speak to that a little bit and, and what you guys as people who are certified in, you know, teaching people about their leadership styles and about their wirings, like speak to that a little bit, the idea of, of personalities, flip-flopping, what does that actually mean? I think
2: as a generalization, I think, I think the idea that your personality in that regard Has completely flipped as it particularly pertains to extrovert introvert i think the likelihood that your personality completely flipped is not very high um i think the the more likely case is that perhaps um perhaps you are actually personally in an unhealthy place or you were and now you're better right so like i'll just talk about myself For me, I'm an extrovert and any test you take and any self-examination and social examination you can possibly put on me, you will see that I am the epitome and the poster child of what extroversion really is and really is about. Um, But there are days, um, there are seasons where I want to be away from people. And more often than not, when I feel that way, when I feel like I just got to get away or I need everybody to leave me alone or I don't want to talk to anybody that like I'm in a really bad place. Um, you know, I mean, Rachel attest to this when I come home and she says, how was your day? And I say, I don't want to talk about it or I need everyone to leave me alone. She knows. Yeah, that's 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 a bad day. Right. That's a bad day. So I think the likelihood that that you flipped is probably is probably not very high or maybe you didn't have you know the the proper uh definition to begin with the fact that it's you know where you receive your energy as opposed to uh how social you are i think um yeah i don't I don't know what that looks like though for uh for for introverts i mean you would have to you would have to speak to that
0: well, it depends on exactly how unhealthy i am um If I am, um, if I'm super unhealthy, if I have not been um, taking the time to process my life, or if I have had a lot of um, external things that are exhausting me, I'm going to do one of two things. I am either going to completely shut down and I like cannot function. So if you want to have a conversation with me, if the kids want my attention, if I have to go to something, um, I am going to be just like completely disengaged the entire time and like I'm not even present um, or or I overly engage with everything. So I stack my calendar with tons of things to do. Um, I am all over all of the social media, I'm taking in everybody's posts and I'm wanting to comment on all of it and go nuts and over engage that way. Um, It really, it just depends on um, it just depends on if I'm an exhausted introvert or if I'm extremely unhealthy. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think you touched on something like really important there. Like, there being a difference between you healthily accessing the opposite, like the opposite personality type in you or the opposite way that you process the world, like there's a healthy way to access it and an unhealthy way to access it. Mm -hmm. Like as an extrovert, I think like when I'm accessing like my inner life, and especially when it comes to spiritual formation, like when I'm really like being introspective, Mm-hmm. And figuring out, checking in with what's going on inside of me and trying to really build and form that, that becomes like the well by which like healthy extraversion flows. So when I'm accessing that like healthily, it creates like the best version of me. Mm-hmm. But for me, like when I'm accessing it in unhealthy ways, I'm just, yeah, I'm totally dismissing everything. Like it's this deep dismissiveness yeah. where I'm like, well. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna abdicate. I'm gonna just like take my hands completely off of it, ignore the rest of the world. And I'm gonna go into a place where I know it's completely comfortable. So like for me, when I get in that space, I'm like, I'm gonna dismiss like this deep, these 10 deep responsibilities I have. I'm gonna go read a book because Mm -hmm. I know this book has a beginning an end. And I know I'm gonna be able to like remember and regurgitate this sometime. It'll be applicable at some point. At some point. So I'm going to read this and ignore the rest of the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so, you know, speaking, speaking to that, right. As pastors where the expectation, uh, the expectation is at times extremely high. Um, And I would say the weight and the burden um, is always high. Um, That is what I've noticed. About myself that drives me into my extreme opposite personality more than anything else. It's the it's the um, the at times artificial and at at times very real pressures Uh that come from our occupation Um, and it drives me to an unhealthy place um, of just wanting to shut everyone out and wanting to just be left alone, right? Um, we A few years ago, Rachel and I refinished the basement in our house, and there are healthy ways that I use the basement, and there are unhealthy ways that I use the basement, right? Our basement has a big old TV, and on Sundays <clears> – <throat> It, it that is a healthy that is a healthy use of the basement, right? We are we are watching football, or when the Lakers are on, we're watching the Lakers. I won't I won't mention the other team because it's just it's just miserable for us right now. Um, but for those occasions, like it's healthy. But then there are also occasions where it's like it is it's my it's my like hiding place, you know, it's my dungeon. Um, I'm I'm driven there, and <clears throat> I try to use the excuse of you know i'm trying to i'm trying to recharge on my own but the reality is like that you know that's not really what's happening right because there are there are healthy ways to be isolated that's the point i'm trying to get to in case you're wondering uh there are healthy ways to isolate as an extrovert and then there are unhealthy ways to isolate um and for me so often i'm driven to the unhealthy ways so are there and then we'll get the the introverted perspective back in a second but are there ways that you know there is and I'm I'm speaking now mostly to the spiritual right like the healthy amount of isolation and what healthy isolation looks like as opposed to the unhealthy the abdication the escapism the you know whatever that is
1: yeah i think for me When I'm in good rhythms and when I'm in life seasons where I'm able to practice healthy isolation, Mm -hmm. it becomes something that's natural. I think for a long time, like when it came to spiritual formation, I would like read a whole bunch of books and listen to a whole bunch of podcasts. And I'm like, man, my inner life must be terrible. When in reality, the people who are writing the books were wired completely differently than I'm wired. Mm -hmm. So like it would be murderous for me to just try to sit in a room silently by myself for four hours once a week and just, yeah, just absorb what's going on. Like, I'm not wired. Sounds like hell to me. Yeah, I'm not wired that way. So for me, like, yeah, things that just begin to help me that have become life practices. Like, I don't sleep with my phone, like, in our bedroom anymore. Like, I have an old school alarm clock. And when I wake up, like I say the Lord's prayer. So the first thing that I'm ingesting is not like
2: email, emails, text messages,
1: messages, Facebook, social media. Right. Lord. So like my day starts with like the Lord's prayer and I just like say it to myself and that helps like set my day off in a way where I'm paying attention to what's happening in my inner life. And I feel like for me, it's more like, okay, what are set things I can do in my day? what are 10 to 15 minute increments that can happen at different points in the day that are gonna help me like be more centered spiritually versus like, all right, I gotta have this hour and a half quiet time. Like that's helpful for some people and that's awesome. But for me, it's more like, okay, like how do I like tie my life practice to the way of Jesus versus like isolating it to this time period that yeah, it's not going to help me cause it's not, I'm not wired for it. So
2: Rachel's an introvert, right? What is spiritually, spiritually healthy introversion as opposed to spiritually unhealthy introversion uh, look like? How does that, how does that play out for an introvert as opposed to these two loud mouths over here?
0: All right. So <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to say something and man, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it'll answer your question. Um, I have found that in my own life, I get uh, overwhelmed and discouraged by things that I am expected to do on a regular basis. For example, I have never In my life, the statement's either going to make me the best or the worst pastor's wife. I don't know which way this is going to go. I'm ready. Um, I have never in my life successfully completed a daily devotional. I have written them. I have written them. Oh, no. (laughs) I have never successfully completed one. Um, I have never. I'm I'm rethinking
2: everything. I'm rethinking everything.
0: (laughs) I have never kept a pattern where I'm like, okay. Every day when I wake up, I'm gonna do this. I, when James was talking, I literally thought to myself, that's great. I should do that. The reality is that by day five or six I'd be like, mm, this isn't working for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that is who I am. And so what I have found, I don't know if it's my personality um, or or just the fact that I am busy beyond my own ability. So everybody wants to talk about decluttering your life and making it less busy. Okay, well, I am um, a co-planter of a church. I have three children whose schedules I have to manage. And oh yeah, those things are before I've even gotten to my own self that I have Mm -hmm. to take care of. This Mm -hmm. is just all of the other four people that I am either uh, married to or brought into this world that I have to take care of before I've even gotten to myself. And so- I have found that I'm going to be busy whether I like it or not. I'm going to be busy whether being an introvert is who I am or not. So what I have found actually is that my healthiest way to recharge is to take a day or two or a weekend or a week, whatever it might be, and unplug in that rhythm and actually do it well when I'm there. And then re-engage my life. And so I have to do it like every quarter. So if I'm looking at my life, I'm not going to look at it on a week. I'm going to look at it in quarters. And I'm going to say from August to November, where's my recharge? From December through like March, where's my recharge? And I'm going to take like those seasonal rhythms and set, okay, here's the weekend where I'm going to go do this. Here is... The week where I'm going to go do that, whatever it might be. So for me, um, I have to engage and challenge my mind while also being alone. So conferences. I love conferences. Somebody listening to this just thought to themselves, what on earth do you mean you're alone at a conference? There's like 100 or 200 or whatever other people there. Not the virtual ones. You know, it's a new wave. (laughs) Okay, yes, there's that. But also, do you know how easy it is to go to a conference and talk to no one? Yeah. Everybody's there in a group. It's like the best case scenario. Because you can go, you can take in all of this information from experts, and you can actually engage with zero people mm-hmm. grad school was amazing for me because I had to go be on campus and my family didn't come with me I had a whole room to myself I sat in Pasadena and I door dashed and I went to class and that's all I did and oh my gosh it was so good I oh loved it so much that sounds so depressing oh it was I'm so like great picturing
2: like sweatpants and I haven't showered for four days and my hair's a mess and like That's like, that's what that sounds like to me. That would be my condition if I did that. How
0: is anything that you just said bad? (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's address that for a second. (laughs) No, I loved it. Like, honestly, this is going to be the worst confession ever. Like the time that I brought you with me to California, I was like, ooh, I'm giving up my sacred time. Oh my goodness. I thought that to myself and I was like, I'm a terrible wife. Or a very honest person, I don't know which way that goes. Um, but this that's is, this
2: is an odd time and a place for you to be saying things to shake <laughs> the very foundation of our marriage right now. It's,
0: but listen, it's it's the truth. So that's that's what I have to do. I don't have this like okay, this is what I do every week yeah. to recharge. For me, it's it's seasonally and honestly, I feel completely okay with that because that's also a rhythm that I see in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Think about how many amazing leaders and Jesus himself went into isolation before they were sent into what they were doing. I mean Moses went up to Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. Elijah was in was on the mountain the mountainside, Jesus went into the wilderness, like it's it's biblical mm-hmm. to take those times in isolation, but the trick is using them in the way that is refueling for you personally don't make it somebody else's wilderness. Don't take somebody else's behaviors, know yourself, know yourself.
2: I think, I think what you just said is the key for me, um, in isolation, right? So isolation sounds as I've, I've reiterated isolation sounds like hell. Silence sounds terrible. Um, the spiritual discipline of solitude, like just, just, just hit me in the head with a 99 mile an hour fastball instead. (laughs) Um, I, but the key is, you know, what, what you, what you just said, like the time, what you do with that time, um, and what you're connected to. I'm coming into a season, uh, about to come into a season where, um, I'm going to have to practice, um, spiritual isolation, um, solitude, uh, recharge out of, out of necessity, right? Let me emphasize first, we should never get to a point where we have to do this out of necessity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, out of surrounding myself with people, even in the middle of COVID, I worked my tail off to be surrounded by people, right? In every conversation and every decision and every, you know, everything <clears throat> and not actually taking the time, uh, to be by myself. And I think if I'm being completely honest, and this touches on something you said earlier, I it's, it's because I'm afraid of some of the stuff I need to deal with when I'm on my own. Um, and I think that's something that's so real about what you said about Jesus in the wilderness, which is he was on his own and he had to face, he had to come face to face with very real struggles. And then he went face to face with Satan himself, who, you know, drove him to, to every temptation, you know, that, that any of us would have likely succumbed to. <clears throat> and for me, the, um, the mandate, the biblical mandate that I'm holding on to going into this season of learning how to isolate in a healthy way um is in matthew 11 at the very end of the chapter when jesus says come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest Mm -hmm. take my yoke upon you let me teach you because i am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden i give you is light. there's so much in there to unpack, but just, just for like one minute, right? When I read that passage, um, I realize that what Jesus is offering, I have none of those things, right? Like I have none of those things. Um, he says, I will give you rest. I have no rest, right? He says, I am humble and gentle at heart, Uh, most times I am neither. Right. Um, and then he says the burden I give you is light. Well, then why does my burden feel so heavy? It's because there are things, and this is a whole separate podcast in all likelihood, but there's things that there's things that I've put on my shoulders that God did not put on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the cent the central point of this statement is Jesus saying, come to me and I will give you those things. Like, come and seek me, find me, and I will give you rest. I will restore your strength. Come to me and I will see to it that your shoulders and your back don't hurt from the load that you're carrying. Like, come to me. And so for me, what I have to find in being an extrovert, in being someone whose burdens are heavy, right, that's all of us, Um, I have to find a way to connect with God in isolation, Mm -hmm. um, and regularly so that I don't have to have these seasons of like long periods of, of having to focus on just that. And then out of that, I think, I think the word that I would, that I would give to people is, to take time to deal with what's on the inside. And by that, what I really mean is take time to let God deal with what's on the inside of you. Because that's the reality for me. That's why I don't isolate. That's why I don't, you know, like I don't want to be face to face one-on-one with my D de- my demons are like Kobe too. You know, <laughs> like yeah. my my demons are, are getting buckets like Kobe. And, um, you know, I, I don't want to deal with those most of the time, but we have to take time and I've got to stop hiding behind my workload and the amount of people that I desire to be around as reasons to not do those
1: things. Yeah, man. And the reality is for like the type of work we've chosen to do and like for our listeners, like if they're interested in this type of work, like the work of like gospel reconciliation, this is work that like particularly upsets the gates of hell. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this is work that is going against, like, ancient strongholds in our world and a stronghold that our country was built upon. So you're, like, just by doing the work, you're upsetting demons. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, like, if we don't go to the wilderness to fight our demons, like, those demons will take paring knives and they will just cut us, like, Mm. over and over again. It's been said that, like, ministry is, like, death by a thousand paper cuts, Like, if we don't go to the well, like Corey's talking about, to, like, receive the healing that's there in Jesus, like, it will be death by a thousand paper cuts. And for me, that sounds pretty miserable. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, you touched on something, though, that, like, if we don't go into the wilderness, if we don't go into the wilderness, and I think that's what that's a little bit of what Corey's talking about, too, of, like, having avoided the wilderness, you know, now um there's stuff that he's that he's got to walk through and he's got to deal with and i think i think one of the reasons that we avoid isolation and one of the reasons that we avoid you know going into the wilderness is because we live in a culture that is obsessed with being known we live in a culture that has forced fomo on all of us fear of missing out is what keeps us from going into isolation because we feel like if I go into isolation and if I intentionally go here, I'm going to be by myself. So what if I miss out on what, on what this person is doing and what if I miss out on this event and what if I get off social media and then my algorithm gets thrown off and now my posts aren't gonna be pulled to the top and now I'm <laughs> not gonna get these likes and now I'm not gonna get these comments and I'm gonna have to work so much harder to get my algorithm back up. So like I'm gonna I'm gonna go into isolation except for I'm gonna post once a day but then this thing that I posted this morning, well I gotta check up on it and I gotta see what these comments were and, and I gotta and get oh uh, you know what I just can't get off social media because of this and I can't not go to that event because my credibility is going to be thrown off. And we fear going into isolation because we have this fear of being left out because that is what the world has done to us. But let me ask this, why, why is that so important? And I think what it comes down to is that we all feel this need to prove ourselves. We feel this need and this burden to prove who we are. And what is the thing that Satan constantly says to Jesus in the wilderness? He says, if you are, mm-hmm. he comes at Jesus' identity. And he says, well, if you are this, then do this. And so why, why would we think that, there, that he's going to come at us any differently? If he came at the son of God, over his identity and wanted him to prove, well, that's the same thing that we got to look out for. And I remember, actually, I remember this sermon um, from a while back, Corey, it was one that you did at third street. Here we go. And it was about, don't um, you love it when
2: your own (laughs) words come back to bite you.
0: It was about (laughs) Jesus standing at the cliff and Satan said to him, if you are the son of God, jump off here and make the angels save you. And Jesus The Son of God, God incarnate walking on the earth, said, I have nothing to prove to you. He had that freedom in knowing exactly who he was and exactly who he was called to be to say, I have nothing to prove. I know who I am. My character will stand. My calling will stand. It will come to fruition in its time, and I have nothing to prove to you. And he walked away. He didn't do it. And to me, like, that's the freeing thing um, that I know my own time in the wilderness and my own time in isolation has led me to is to say, I have, I have nothing to prove. If you come at me with, the, with those paper cuts of ministry, if you come at me um, and try and tear me apart, that's fine because my character will stand and I have nothing to prove because I know who God has created me to me and he spoke that to me in the wilderness. And when you, Mm. and that, that was the greatest burden that has ever been lifted for me was that time in isolation, in healthy isolation, where I walked out saying I have nothing to prove.
2: So to, to turn the tables a little bit, right? What is the word to those who swing the pendulum the opposite way? that said that live the majority of their life in isolation but in Mm -hmm. all honesty their isolation isn't isn't even the spiritually healthy kind but but what like what is the word to the people who like maybe somebody listening to this has been and has been in that season of isolation of solitude or they regularly practice it they practice it too much right like what what is the word to them when is when is time to 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 come out of isolation so to speak
0: well, I think the key is allowing people that you trust and people who know you well to speak into your isolation. Like one of, one of the key people in my, in my life who I allow to speak to anything and everything under the sun is my friend Jordan. She knows me inside and out. She has seen me on my great days and on my absolute worst days. Um, And when I was was bucking isolation and trying not to be there, I remember saying to her, I'm just praying for the day that I look back and say that this was good. And I remember her saying to me, have you allowed God to show you why it could be good? Mm. And I was like, man, get out of here. (laughs) No, I haven't done that. Um, And so it's it's allowing, for me, I would say it's allowing people that you know to speak into it, to tell you what you need. Because I know a lot of times we don't even know what that is. We don't even know why we need to. Uh, be in isolation or what it is that we should be doing with that time. And so us introverts, we squander it and we're like, this is my alone time. But really what you just did was binge new girl, which you've seen like a hundred times. So you have to allow (laughs) (laughs) my hands. You, you have to allow people who know you well to speak into what it is that you might need.
1: That's a word that's 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 a word mm-hmm. that's a word, and I think like I think a closing thought may be like this like everything else in the Christian walk is a journey mm-hmm. like this is never something that you arrive at, this is something that you continue to practice, you continue to posture yourself in the direction of but yeah, I think it's it's definitely a journey, and I think the faithful. Yeah, I think the faithful uh, put it in the GPS and and drive in that direction. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think in times in my own Christian journey when I've been, like, most faithful is when I'm like, all right, even though, like, I know this road is going to have lots of contours and lots of bumps and my car is going to break down multiple times like it used to in 2010 and 2011, (laughs) (laughs) like— Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's the journey and the destination is Jesus and yeah, we won't be there until then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I think the model that we that we seek after is is Jesus's life, right? Jesus Jesus had times where he was it was just it was just him and the Father and he was completely content. Um and then there were times where he was where he was with his boys, you know, he was with his disciples. And it seemed like they were pretty content. And then there were times where he was where he was reaching out and ministering to the people, and it seemed it seemed like that's that was pretty satisfying as well. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, the key, the key to the spiritual journey is um, is experiencing all three in uh, in a healthy rhythm and in a healthy balance. So, if you have figured out what that looks like. Um, feel free to come tell me (laughs) but and write the book
0: i don't think we'll ever perfectly figure it out but we'll do our best trying to get there bless up
2: bless up bless
0: up